pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. To a second COVID vaccine. The benefits outweigh the risk from what I've seen. Final touches for relief bill. People's lives depend upon it. Federal cyber attacks wide scope. The keys of the kingdom have been taken. Good morning. I'm Steve Kathan with the CBS World News Roundup. A second shot of hope. That concludes the vote. It looks like we have a favorable vote. And with that, an FDA expert panel recommends approval of a second COVID-19 vaccine. CBS's Deborah Alfaron. The FDA says it will work rapidly to authorize Moderna's vaccine. Nearly six million doses could start shipping out in the days ahead. Moderna's vaccine doesn't require the ultra-cold storage that Pfizer's does, meaning it can better reach rural communities. And places like the southern border in Texas, where the coronavirus has taken a heavy toll. CBS's Maria Villarreal says the first vaccine from Pfizer is already having an impact. These vaccines are a small sign of hope for frontline workers along the South Texas border. I'm so excited that it's here, even with a little fear, but a heart of gratitude because it's so needed. Nurse practitioner Melissa Gonzalez says over 20 of her family members were diagnosed with coronavirus, including her mother and aunt who died from the disease. DHR Health Chief Medical Officer Robert Martinez was one of the first to take the vaccine to ease people's skepticism. We can show the community that we're serious about this because we know it's going to work for the most part and save our community a lot of pain. Correspondent David Begno is in Southern California where all the hospital ICU beds are full. Right now there is not a single available ICU bed at Arrowhead Regional Medical Center as the unrelenting crush of COVID patients is simply pushing staff to their limits. Listen to this nurse. We're at the point where we no longer could take care of them. The wait is a lot longer. You know, the patients are really sick. And then there are the frontline workers, like Albert Almador. He is a custodian at Arrowhead. Every day, wrapped head to toe in PPE, he cleans and cares for the rooms that house the COVID patients. I wonder what you think when you're in there cleaning and the patient is there. I pray for the patients. As I claim. Vice President Mike Pence got vaccinated this morning on live television. I didn't feel a thing. Well done. And there's word justices at the Supreme Court are being provided doses of the Pfizer vaccine. The time's running out as congressional negotiators rush to finish work on a $900 billion virus relief bill. They're up against a midnight deadline for overall government funding that could trigger a partial shutdown. And a very good afternoon to you. Thank you very much for making us part of your day. This is Portland's Afternoon News. I'm Jim Ferretti. It is now 51 degrees in Portland at 4.03. The Oregon Health Authority today 
finalizing plans for who gets the COVID-19 vaccine first. Here's KXL's Grand Mackill. Phase 1A includes up to about 400,000 people and is broken into four groups. Group 1 consists of hospitals, urgent care, care facilities, tribal health programs, and first responders. Group 2 is for other long-term care facilities and residents. Group 3 is outpatient settings serving high-risk groups. And the last group contains health care personnel working in public health settings. The OHA's Rachel Banks says today's finalized plan also creates the framework for distributing the vaccine fairly. Light at the end of the tunnel, but it's going to be a long tunnel and it might be windy at times. I'd have some potholes in it, but we know that we're going to get there. Grant McHill, FM News 101. And of course, shots are already being given of the COVID-19 vaccine and it began again today at a hospital where they treated the first Oregon patient. Here's KXL's Mike Turner. Kaiser Permanente's Westside Medical Center frontline workers lined up for their vaccinations this morning. The word hope was repeated often. This day brings hope. And I can tell you, through the 294 days of the pandemic, there hadn't been a lot of hope. Jay Robinson is hospital administrator. Oregon Health Authority Director Patrick Allen was also on hand. On Monday when I got the first text of vaccines actually being on the ground in Oregon, I I actually kind of teared up a little bit because it was really the first time I kind of um, allowed myself to think about the fact that there's now... A path out of this really dark, terrible forest that we're in and help us get to a place where we can get back to something that looks like normal life. Those being vaccinated today are in the group one category of hospital staff, emergency medical service providers, and other first responders. Mike Turner, FM News 101. With 1,390 new COVID-19 cases today, Oregon has now surpassed 100,000 cases total. Despite that number, the Oregon Health Authority reports the state has the 44th lowest level of average daily cases in the country, Washington County today reporting the most new cases with 221. Multnomah County reporting 200. And Clackamas County has 117. The OHA also reports 21 more people died from the virus. That brings the state's death toll to 1,304. There are 539 people hospitalized by COVID-19 today. That's 12 fewer than yesterday. 111 of those patients are in, in intensive care. That's two fewer than yesterday. It is now 4.05. Finally, it appears there might be a solution to Portland's Red House standoff. At the same time, Seattle got a similar situation going on a yellow house at Cal Anderson Park. KXL's Annette Newell. A group calling themselves Homeless Advocates stood before an abandoned yellow house they've taken over. Housing is a human right. You cannot sweep away the human beings that our capitalist society deems undesirable. Not everyone agrees. I am not going to go take over somebody's property that is not mine because it's owed to me. A federal judge also disagrees with the protesters, denying a request to stop Seattle's planned sweep. And in Portland, Mayor Wheeler says there's progress in negotiations over the Red House demonstrations on North Mississippi, where protesters are trying to block police from evicting the former owners, the Kinney family. The mayor's office says the family now has options to get ownership of the house back. Peabots removed fencing and graffiti, and it's offered to help private property owners remove graffiti in that occupation area. Annette Newell, FM News 101. And the Kenny family is expected to share some breaking news on the Red House this afternoon at 5 o'clock. A cleanup of the house has been planned for Sunday at noon. It remains to be seen whether the family has struck a deal with the developer to buy back the house. The occupation blocking North Mississippi was removed this week as talks progressed. After months on the streets of Portland, a chance encounter at a filler station at, at a flyer set up 
an amazing reunion. KXL's Justin McDonald has the story of Fen Fen the dog. Two months after disappearing, only a few clues about Fennec's whereabouts had been accumulated, and none were solid. The six-year-old German Shepherd and Husky Mix had disappeared without a trace more than 100 miles from his home in Astoria. His desperate owner, Kyra Beck, was losing hope that she'd ever find him. Then one day in September, the phone rang. TriMet customer service rep Pam Weldon called to say she had seen Fennec in downtown Portland with a group of people. I knew that the dog did not belong to the group of people. I just knew. When Beck heard the news that Fen Fen was alive, she was ecstatic. She was pretty emotional, but she said she was coming into town, like, immediately. It took Beck two hours to reach Portland. She then located Fen Fen, and the reunion was complete. It just filled my heart. Fen Fen is now back at home chasing waves in Astoria. Justin McDonald, FM News 101. A Portland man is accused of stealing nearly 70 rent checks from several apartment buildings in Beaverton, Portland, and Vancouver. 34-year-old Gabriel Vogel was arrested earlier this month, passed out in the driver's seat of a stolen vehicle in front of a manager's office at Hunter's Run Apartments just off Walker Road. Police found a tool set, night vision binoculars, and a self-made burglary device, according to police. Welcome back to Portland's Afternoon News. I'm Jim Ferretti. Thank you for joining us. It's 50 degrees in Portland. I'm going to start this story off with a disclaimer. I am deathly afraid of the dentist. They rank right up there on my list, right next to snakes. So that being said, I have no love lost for this guy. A Wisconsin dentist facing prison time for his alleged involvement in a multi-million dollar fraud scheme. Former Jackson Family Dentistry owner Scott Cheramoli. Get it? Perfect name for a sleazy dentist, Smoley. Uh, he's accused of lying to his patients and intentionally breaking their teeth so he could fix them and then charge the insurance companies for the procedure. The indictment claims over a 20-month period, this guy performed more than 1,600 fraudulent procedures. They weren't fraudulent. I mean, they were fraudulent, but they were real. And then he billed the insurance companies more than, get this, $2 million dollars. He faces a maximum sentence of 20 years in prison. Time now for the five things you need to know today. First, National Economic Council Director Larry Kudlow is talking about the cyber attack on U.S. government agencies. Kudlow said he did not know who was responsible for the attacks, but said the U.S. will have to respond. you got to recover this and do the best we can. America's got the greatest technology in the world, including in this area, uh, so we'll have to double back. Kudlow said he did not see any immediate economic issues stemming from the hack. Pfizer says it has millions of doses of coronavirus vaccine sitting in a warehouse, and they're just waiting for the government to tell them where to send them. The company issued the statement after reports it was having trouble producing the vaccine. It said it has some successful it has successfully shipped nearly three million doses and have millions more ready to go. Some states, including Oregon and Washington, have expressed disappointment in getting fewer doses than they were expecting. It's said that it's confident it can produce 50 million doses this year 
and 1.3 billion next year. Italy will be placed under a nationwide lockdown for much of Christmas and the New Year holiday. After days of uncertainty, Italians have finally been told what they will and will not be able to do this Christmas. Not much, according to the Italian Prime Minister Giuseppe Conte, who said the country will be in a near nationwide lockdown for most of the Christmas season. Between December 24th and January 6th, with a few exceptions, non-essential shops will mainly be closed and Italians will only be allowed to travel for work, health or emergencies. Sabina Castelfranco, CBS News, Rome. The coronavirus vaccine making its way around Washington today. This is Steve Dorsey in Washington. Both House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell were vaccinated with the Pfizer vaccine. Other lawmakers are also due to be vaccinated, along with top Pentagon officials. President-elect Biden and his wife will receive their first doses Monday. Steve Dorsey, CBS News, Washington. Important to point out, Oregon and Washington, it's only health care workers and long-term care facilities that are getting the first doses. Federal agents are accusing a family of setting up a fake ministry in Orlando to get federal relief aid. According to investigators, the Oslin International Ministry requested nearly $7 million from the PPP program in April. They reportedly got $8.4 million in May, tried to buy a $3.7 million home near Disney. And agents later discovered the ministry's office was an empty, and they set up a phony bank account to hide more than $7 million that was eventually seized. And those are the five things you need to know today.